Welcome to Bishop Blessing Lebebe's podcast, the pod all about the Word of God, which brings change and transformation in our lives. If you are at home, get your pen and paper. If you are at work, get your headphones. If you're driving, then turn the volume up and get ready to be enlightened. We have just one word for you. enough to turn a city upside down. In... In England, there was a name, there was a man named, uh, I think it's David Wales or something. I, maybe I got the name wrong again. England, David Wales. When he ministered in England for about several years, the taverns got closed. The prisons became empty. The hospitals had no business. Police were just carrying batons for nothing. And it was all because of the influence of the gospel in that city. May the Lord give us such an influence in our country in the name of Jesus. May murder cease because of the preaching of the gospel in the name of Jesus. May criminality cease because of the impact of the gospel in the name of Jesus. May the Lord use you in nations in the name of Jesus. May the Lord use you to transform cities in the name of Jesus. So we are believing that all this training is not for nothing. It's to transform you and equip you to become transformers. So please do receive it with diligence every training you receive. There is a point to it all. Amen. Amen. Let us go to the reading of the word for today. Before I even go further, uh, if you are having any prayer requests, please make sure you come this side of the church. We have ministers in this house who have been prayed for and trained. Uh, in the diligence of the work of the Lord. And also uh, prayed for to release grace upon grace. And they will be praying for you whatever your request is or prayer, either be sickness or a job. Do not leave without this prayer if you have a need. You need the prayer of them who are anointed for God to help you. The Bible says if there's any sick amongst you, go to the elders for the laying on hands. May you receive those prayers and miracles in the name of Jesus. We have been teaching on those who accuse you. And we spoke about several elements in the power of accusation. And we spoke on several aspects. The first aspect maybe we spoke about last week is that initially 
We have found that your accusers will not stop until you act wrongly. And we took uh, to Moses that when Moses was accused of trying to kill the Israelites, he was accused of becoming of being a murderer. Even when the, uh, the instruction for God was speak to the rock, and he beat the rock, and he was just pushed so much by the accusations. Even when he was about to beat the rock, he even called them and says, you rebels. So the accusations that were on him were so much pressure in his spirit that they pushed him into doing the wrong thing. And the accusation only stopped then. Do not be pushed under the pressures of accusations. People will accuse you until you feel like responding in their tone. They will call you evil. They will call you demonic. They will call you whatever name until you react in the tone that they want you to react. Do not fall under the pressure of accusation. The fifth law of accusation, we said the underlying causes of accusation are the same as the common causes of madness. And we saw that madness is actually caused by two things. From a clinical perspective. We saw that the first one is anger. And the second one is insecurity or fear. That we saw that the more insecure you are, the more you have anger issues, the more likely you are to become an accuser. The more in your mind you design things that are not really there. The more the accusations become wild. The more the, the, the things that are being connected don't make sense. I gave an example about a, a photo. It was a video during the spring box. I don't know if you saw the spring box. There was a video that went around that showed that our, our dear loving president, the, uh, a New Zealand player skipped him. Yeah, he skipped him. It's like almost like even the president was, the way the video looks, it looks like the president was wondering, why are you skipping me? And everybody was commenting and asking the question, why did this man skip? 
the, our, our, it was a New Zealand prayer, player. And everybody was asking, why did he skip our president? And the video, if, if, if you only watch the video, even myself, when I saw that video, I was almost convinced. But why is this New Zealand player Oh, I was even about to say he's a racist. Because even the facial expression of our president was a bit like he was embarrassed. Yes, until they showed us another angle. And then we saw the video from another angle and we realized the man greeted the president. Oh, it shows that we were angry at someone. I was even about to call someone a racist who was not even a racist. You see, fear and insecurity are like that angle where you see him not greeting the president. You start to connect things that are not real and believe them with conviction. Your fear drives you to imagine the unimaginable. I could imagine myself in this church preaching like this to the multitudes. Yes, and, and my wife would stand up and say, oh, I'm seeing you looking at girls. I said, oh, how will I preach? Oh, what's happening in the back here? Oh, man of God. From sound to smoke. Yes, are you hearing me? Yes, it shows that it's an insecurity and her fears are manifesting to make an imagination happen. You know the most difficult thing to trace is what someone is looking at. I don't know if you hear me. Your insecurities. Oh, even now when I'm preaching. And I say, oh, you must give to the Lord. Oh, your insecurities and your fear. Oh, why must we give to the Lord? Oh. Mm. We have built five buildings in one year. You still have the audacity to say, the pastor is misusing the money. You don't see it. How we born. Oh, yes. I don't get it. Do you get what I'm talking about? No, it's, your fear. it's hallucinations. That's why most marriages are never happy. Because people have not dealt with their fears and insecurities. I, I want to, I always say to, to, to our leaders, I said, let me tell you, if somebody determines in their heart and their spirit, they will cheat on you. There's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing, there's nothing. 
You can check his phone. He knows where you're going to look. Oh, maybe I should leave this one. We should do it next month. I, it was last week's preaching. It's not this week's preaching. When you are busy talking to Jason on the phone and you smile, who is that you are talking to? Your smile looks too happy. You say, no, I'm talking to Jason. Is Jason making you smile like that? Now you are in your house, you are supposed to be angry at everything. Because if you smile, you are a suspect. The book of Luke chapter 6 verse 11. It says, and they were filled with madness. When they were accusing Jesus. The Bible says they were filled with madness. Are you hearing me? Amen. Oh, well, I'm not preaching last week's message. Let me let me thrive. Your accusers thrive on non-biblical statements. I feel like repeating the statements. They are so powerful. They are accusers, they rely. They are not biblical, but they will rely on them. Yes. To be honest, I've never had anyone accuse me and use the Bible. Come on, Bishop. They use words like. And these are powerful accusations. They say, oh, it's a woman's world. I'm a woman and I know what it feels like. You are not a woman, you will never understand certain things. You are a man, you are all the same. Is it really possible? That is how men think. Women are made differently. You are a man, you have knowledge but no experience of the pain of a woman. All these clever statements are reasonable. And sound legitimate. But no matter how clever they are, they are not biblical. They do not have the foundation of biblical authority. They must not give they must not give leeway to the practice of evil. Are you hearing me here today? Amen. We cannot allow accusers into our midst, no matter the garb or costume he wears. Because the number one accuser is the devil. The Bible says the devil is sitting in the throne of God, accusing the, 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 the believers. Yes. We did law number seven when say when the accuser is proved long, he's desperate for several other accusations. I'm going to the law number eight of accusations. 
You know, it's very interesting. Somebody says, oh, me, I've lived my life. I've never been accused of anything. It's a very bad sign. It's not a good sign. If you have ever done anything in life, you've been accused of something. If you have ever done anything significant in life, you have been accused of something. You know, I was surprised. I was in a certain community in Vormaranstadt, uh, I think, in Northwest. Northwest. And I wanted to start uh, some sort of a food drive or something. Because I saw that the place, there's no food and something, and I, I wanted to help the community. And I was busy talking to, to different parishes and different pastors there and there. And me, I'm thinking, it's, it's a good idea. Isn't it a good idea to feed the poor? Don't you think so? I mean, some of you are thinking, if you think of that idea, everybody will buy in, nobody will argue with you. Oh, wow! Listen, that whole project failed because people were accusing me of wanting resources for my... Before it even started, I didn't even have a cent. It didn't stand, it didn't stand. When I had identified the families, we have given them vouchers. We were almost finished. The people, the community stood up. And there was one guy who said, I'm actually supposed to be running this project. I said, well, okay, run it. It's fine. Oh, and it failed. Or if you have not been accused. Oh, maybe let me say it. Amongst my ministers, who has not been accused? Please raise your hands. All of them have been accused of something. Devil worshipper. Cult. Yeah, and some people, we took them out of drug addictions and then they tell you, you are a cult. Oh, wow! Wow. Oh, let's go on, let's go on. Anyone associated with you will be accused as well. Accusations are quickly generalized to include people who associate with you. All my assistants have been accused of many things. Some of the things I'm accused of, they are also accused of. If you are not prepared to be collectively accused, don't be part of the team. Don't expect to be Mr. the Mr. Clean guy of the team. Yeah, you'll be the clean one amongst all of us who are being accused. You are not greater than Jesus. 
If he was accused, then you will be too. When similar accusations are leveled against you, it means that you are closer to your leader. If Christ was accused of various things, you will also be accused as well. You will also be accused as well. He was accused of destroying the temple. Do not be surprised when you are accused of destroying the church. It's an honor to be accused alongside your leader. It's a sign of your closeness. It's a sign that you have taken up his identity. Thank God for your loyalty. There is a saying in our language. Sometimes African sayings, they are very deep. Eh? It is this saying, it says, I don't know if I will get it right, but please help me. I know we know this saying. It says, if you were to call the mother of somebody a snake, it means the children are what? You know the saying? Yeah. You know it? Yes. Yeah, you know it. It says if you call the mother a snake, the children are automatically little snakes. So if you call the children snakes, it means automatically you're calling the mother a big snake. Yes. You, you see, that's why when some people offend as someone related to you, you should always automatically think somewhere, somehow in their mind you are connected. It's a sign that you are close. Thank God for your loyalty. Peter was accused of being, of being Christ's little, little hand. He was the closest and the one who had the dead to stay around during the crisis. One of the accusations were falling on him as well. The book of Luke chapter 28. Oh, we are waiting for you. Okay, let me do it. After a little while, another saw him and said, Thou art also of them. And Peter said, I am not. Oh. Thou art also of them. Because he was still hanging around Jesus, trying to figure out. The rest had disappeared. But he was a bit close. Another lesson is this. Is that it takes a lot to handle certain accusations. Let me tell you something. If you are moved because people are saying bad things about the good you are trying to do, you will never do anything. No one believes in the purity of good intentions. No matter how righteous it is what you are trying to do, if you are going to say, oh, people are saying this, so I'm leaving this. Let me tell you, you will do nothing. Oh, 
Oh, you will achieve nothing. That's why some of you must grow crocodile skin. That even when people talk against you, you are assured of your course of direction. Because the moment they speak, you change your mind. The moment you speak, your pillow is wet. Oh, you will not do nothing. You will not do nothing. If you have left something because someone said, you are very weak. You must get up the loins of your spirit and become strong and sustain yourself in the midst of accusations. You will not do anything useful. Accusations will destroy any attempt of anything good you are trying to do. Hey. It takes a lot to stand accusations. Oh, listen, no matter how good your intentions are for the people, no matter how righteous, you, some of you think we have not found a righteous enough cause to do for someone so that everybody will see how good you are. I'm telling you, in the morning before the sun sets, they will accuse you. They will accuse you of the good you are trying to do. They will make the good you are trying to do look selfish. They will make the little good that you are trying to do look self-righteous. They will try to prove ambition with the little good you are doing. They were saying it's not a good enough reason to let go. It takes a lot. Look at what Peter did. He denied the accusation. He denied the accusation. Instantly. He says, oh no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Okay, then I say, oh, are you going to deny the accusation of the good you are doing? You must respect men of God who are able to minister normally in spite of numerous allegations and accusations on their lives. Peter wilted away the accusation uh, of the little maid. Perhaps you would not last the day if you were to experience the accusations of your father. You never know what somebody is going through on your behalf. We minister under accusations. We minister of the goodness of the Lord despite the, the suspicion of our evil. Accusations a difficult thing to live through. It's not as easy as you think. If Peter who God called a rock, 
withered and filtered and in the midst of an accusation. Hey, I don't know about you. Look at your name and say, I don't know about you. Law number nine. Uh, law number nine. There are particular accusations that can push you around. There are particular accusations that can that work best on you. And Satan will find out what really gets you upset. Then he will hammer that until you freak out. Pilate refused to crucify the Lord. Until the warring voice of an accuser rang out. In the midst of a crowd. Pilate did not see why are we crucifying this man. Until one voice cried out. In the book of John 19 verse 12 to 13. And from thenceforth. Pilate thought I want to release Jesus. I, did, did you realize that Pilate wanted to say, no, this man, you guys are just hysterical. I want to release Jesus. But the Jews cried out saying, if thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend. Whosoever maketh himself king speaketh against Caesar. They accused him that he's not the friend of Caesar. Let's go to 13. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, when they accused him of that saying, he brought Jesus forth and sat down in the judgment seat in place that he called the pavement. But in Hebrew it was Gabatha. This voice accused him of not being loyal to Caesar. Pilate was a very hard man. Known for being very brutish in his behavior. He was not the kind to be pushed around by the crowd. But when an accusation came forth, everything changed. He had to give up an innocent Christ. Do you see how powerful accusations are? When he had made up his mind that Jesus, I'm releasing him. And they released a voice. No hammer, no sword, no gun. They released a voice. They said, you are not royal to Caesar. He had to change his mind. As hard as he was, an accusation changed his mind to give up Jesus and to be murdered because of that accusation. Do not undermine the power of accusations. I repeat, do not underestimate the power of accusations. Accusations can bend the unbendable. 
push the unyielding leader around. He knows, Satan knows what can push you around. He knows what you hate to hear. And he will find somebody to say it to you. Are you the one whose mouth is going to be used to speak the words of accusation? Pastors do not, like, do not like to be called thieves. Then when he wants to hinder finances in the ministry, he uses the voice of an accuser to suggest that he's greedy and a money lover. Through this accusation, his hands are weakened. He is unable to raise funds. Pastor's wife know that their husband low being called adulterers. They realize that their husband do not even want to have that association. Like the Jews who manipulated Pilates. To crucify Christ. Many, many Christian wives. They manipulate their husbands to crucify, to eliminate, to sack, to wipe out, to reject, to preclude, to sweep away, to remove other ladies they dislike or fear. Ladies, sorry for the comparison. <laughs> but it was, it was too appropriate to let it pass by. Amen. Come on, Bishop. Please don't be angry with me. Let's get like what? Law number 10. Uh, the motives for accusations. Is deeper than the issues presented. Accusation is a spiritual thing. It is deeper than the issue over which you are being accused. That's why when you modify your behavior to the current accusations. New allegations will arise. This is a sign that the accusation has located, the accuser has located you. A minister was accused of being involved with drugs. He tried to overcome this cloud that hung over his ministry. He set up drug rehabilitation centers to help drug addicts. Was, this was just to try and prove he was definitely not into drugs. He did many other good things, but the accusations continued. For as long as I knew this minister, he was constantly bombarded with one thing 
and then another. Public interviews and public relations efforts yielded very little fruit. Why did the journalists never relent to accuse this man of God? One day, one of the journalists confessed. My aim is to make anyone who goes to that church feel ashamed. What a motive. This man of God was experiencing unrelenting attacks. Because this journalist hated the pastor and his ministry. Therefore, every modification the minister made to these allegations, registered, work not done. No matter the change in behavior, a new allegation springs up. This is the cardinal saying that the, that the accuser has located you. Satan's intention is to stop you from doing the good works. You will find out that certain accusations will persist whether or not any physical change you do. Satan wants you to stop doing the good that you're doing. Christ our Savior was a perfect example. His ministry was associated with lunches, parties, breakfasts, and meetings. And unlike John the Baptist's ministry, it was it was John the Baptist's ministry, it was fasting, wilderness, and locusts. Yeah. Wherever you find Jesus, ah, they are eating, they are drinking, it's they're in a wedding party. But you go to John the Baptist, busy eating locusts, wearing leaves. The book of Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. 1116. It says, but whereunto shall I liken this generation? It is like unto children sitting in the markets and calling unto their fellows and saying, we have piped unto you. Amen. We have piped unto you. We have sung unto you. And you have not danced. We have moaned unto you. And you have not lamented. For John came neither eating nor drinking. And they say he had the devil. The son of man came eating and drinking. And behold, a man gluttonous. 
And a wine bearer. And a friend of publicans. And the sinners. But wisdom justified of her children. So when you come hungry, they say you are a devil worshiper. When you come full, they say you are not serious. When you are a pastor and you are poor, they say you are not serious about life. You, you look like you have no future. I don't think that pastor wants you to focus. It's not a good example. Yeah, but you come rich, they say, oh, that pastor loves money. Where shall we hide from this? Sometimes there's no need to even think about what you are being accused of. No matter what you do, it will not change anything. The problem is not what you are doing. The problem is with the accuser. Notice this interesting testimony by Beverly Lahaye. In the book, The Spirit Controlled Woman. Bukenya, the spirit controlled woman. Which demonstrates the same principle. Another hang up common to Martha of Mangligoli is jealous. Of Malenkoni is oh yeah, that was too fast. I guess what's Malenkoni got so Oh Kotas, isn't it? Alright, let's let's try it again. The spirit controlled a woman. Which demonstrates the same principle. Another hang up common to another hang up common to Martha Malonconi is jealous. Okay. Not given to insincere flirtation. Martha often marries a man who is outgoing and friendly to everyone. It is not uncommon for her to ride home in an icy silence after a party. Because her husband flirted with every woman there. Since her husband's male ego gets a little food at home, he unwisely seeks it at social gatherings. And he may often think, nothing I do ever satisfies that woman. Sitting across the beautiful wife of a wealthy, dynamic Christian businessman. I was startled to hear that his Malankoni wife asking, Would you explain why I'm so jealous of my husband? Even though I have no reason for it. It seems that he had dismissed three successive secretaries and finally hired the homeliest girl he could find. Because of his wife's jealousy. But still didn't solve the problem. 
I responded. The problem is not with your husband. You just don't like yourself. Tears ran down her cheeks as she admitted to the strong feelings of rejection. Later, her husband commented on their love life. When her groundless suspicions made her jealous. I can't touch her. But when she is sorry for her accusation, <laughs> she can't get enough of me. I never know whether to expect a feast or famine. Going home is like a lotto ticket. It's like you are doubling dices because of what the accusations are doing. Accusations will control you. There are deeper reasons to the accusations. There are deeper reasons. The more you try to prove yourself against an accusation, the more it looks like you are right. May the Lord save us from accusations. May the Lord save us from accusations. May the Lord save us from accusations. I am finished. Next week we'll be dealing with the aim of the accuser. Oh, you don't want to miss that one. Come on, Bishop. You don't want to miss that one. How about That the first purpose of accusation is to is to degrade the accused person. No, don't think about him so highly as you think. He is not like that, really. He is not really, really like that. I'm seeing you respect him. Oh, man, oh God, he's not really oh, like that. You are giving him too much. Too much respect. Oh, wow. To share with others, share the pod on social media and leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest news, you can follow Bishop Blessing Libebe on Instagram at blessing.patuchezo and Facebook at Patuchezo Blessing Libebe. You can also follow Dwellers the Church on Instagram at dwellers.insta, on Twitter at dwellers.tc and on YouTube and Facebook as Dwellers the Court. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.